0: hey chad how we doing i had a fucking
1: day of a day so i'm drinking um but i feel like i feel like things are gonna get better now going forward like it's getting better i take my cat back to the vet because he was having issues this morning and they were concerning uh so that saga continues he's back at the house i That's think everything's fine he's um He got some, like, kind of treatment for inflammation. They don't think he's got, like, kidney stones or more crystals in his pee. It's just either a UTI or inflammation from all the shit going on over the last two weeks. Um, But it sucks when you get up in the morning and you have to clean up, like, 10 pounds of cat puke. And then uh, go into the basement and clean up cat pee. And you're like, well, I did get up early to bike on the exercise bike. I guess I'll still do that. And that was a horseshit way to start the day. And then it didn't get any better because work was awful.
0: <laughs> Thus, whiskey. I'm sorry to hear that. It's not good. I hate I hate when that, sometimes health problems can also come from just stress. And like with an animal, you can't just explain to them what's going on and why they have to yeah. have these pills. So sometimes it's like the, the side effect is they don't like taking medicine, which will make them feel more sick because they don't like it. Yep. It's like, great. Thank you.
1: I mean, that was the big issue with, like, the, the, the food for that first week. It's like, hey, Ripley, you have to eat this new food. It's going to make you feel better. And he's like, yeah, but I don't like it. They're like, okay, well, I'll mix it with your old food. And the vet's like, no, that won't work. It's not going to do anything unless he eats it because of, like, the chemistry in it. And I ended up finding a brand he does eat. But instead of being on it for two weeks, we had all this, like, medication to, like, help him transition. He's got to transition without it. And I think it's probably just kind of fucking with the system. But we have a huge snowstorm coming tomorrow and then it's a weekend and if he was getting plugged up again and I waited too long it's like well he could be dead on Sunday if I make the wrong decision so I better take him in just in case.
0: Yeah. It's it's all it's very frustrating because it's sometimes you just you can't win. Yep. And there's not a correct solution. But all you can do is your best.
1: Yep, you take the less bad solution. And it's 2024, so we get to do that. The voting polls, everybody, this year. Round of applause for democracy. That was funnier in my
0: head. I heard a funny joke the other day. Yeah? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, that was funny. And then my immediately thought after that was like, man, when was the last time I heard a funny joke? You know, it, it just sort of like... I wish I could remember the specifics, but it was like a political joke on like Saturday Night Live or something.
1: Okay, okay, and it was like,
0: oh, that's good, and I laughed. But it was like, I mean, like, boy, what a drought it's been that this was the first time I've been happy with this content. Yeah, in like over a year.
1: There's been some good, good stuff on the llama shit posting group for Emperor's New Groove, but everybody is like really trying to like outgross and outsex everybody again. I feel like that comes in waves, and so you get stuff that, um. Is like vividly descriptive in ways that I appreciate as a writer, but also isn't really funny. It's just kind of gross. Uh but those are those are the tides you run when you're in the Emperor's New Groove of shit posting group. And uh that's okay. I, that's I, that, that place is that's what really you entertaining. Up for. It is. I, I love that place. Like I know I talk about it a lot now, but like, I get a goddamn kick out of that,
0: that Facebook group. Uh I found this is my favorite. Post I've seen on 4chan like in a while. Holy shit. <laughs>
1: I love it because I'm going to read it for everybody. Do you want so me to
0: read it or should you?
1: I want to read it. I want to read it. I'm going to do okay. my acting. I, I
0: thought you might.
1: It says, Set the scene. I'm sitting at my computer. I have a microphone in front of me. Cameron sent me a thing on Discord. There, we're set. Anonymous says, You know that scene in Wreck-It Ralph where the rabbit explodes? I masturbate to that frequently.
0: There is zero context to this that helps explain why someone would type that out.
1: I might turn this into a llama shitpost. I feel like I could fit this in a meme template and it would be really on brand for that fucking
0: place. You want it, friend? It's yours. As long as you have enough rupees.
1: And, like, everyone knows where it comes from. It basically cites its own source. That's cool. This is the kind of thing I'm like, okay, LinkedIn is not for this kind of shit post, but it would be really funny to just go
0: like (laughs) feral on LinkedIn. (laughs) I, I love the idea of someone like posting these sorts of things on their LinkedIn, but also... Like, they're actually a a high-level professional. Like, I don't mean just, like, some nobody-makes-a-joke account. I mean, imagine being, like, the chief procurement officer at a major company, and then their LinkedIn is just, like, random 4chan posts.
1: The funny thing about that, though, is that actually happens on Twitter, and it's Elon Musk's Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah, no, Twitter, Twitter's like a weird, uh, you almost expect to see those things on Twitter. I think, like, on LinkedIn, it's always like, here's this inspirational quote about this thing. Here's a seminar, and it would become startling to just see this crop into it. This is, um, this is the kind of stuff I post on LinkedIn.
1: Try to find, like, classic meme templates from, like, like Spongebob and The Simpsons and Futurama and, like, make them work-related. Because uh, it's, like, a mix of millennial Gen Z humor, like, things I want to see, but also it's, like, PG.
0: Yeah, and and you can do that. You can walk that line. I, I think as soon as it's immediately not PG, that's when it's like, whoa, 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 what happened? And you do a double take. I Oh, yeah, I scrolled up. I sent you that Simpsons tattoo.
1: Yeah, what the fuck?
0: That's... That's like the most famous Abe Simpson quote Um, for anybody out there that doesn't know or, or they haven't seen this video going around. Somebody got a it's a tattoo of Grandpa Simpson and he's he's talking and he, he's posed like he is in the episode where he says this. But you know how tattoos will have like that little like ribbon and the ribbon will have like a quote written on it. And it's like it goes down his leg Where it's just Grandpa Simpson saying, we can't bust heads like we used to, but we have our ways. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. I needed a new wheel for my shoe, so I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they called Shelbyville in in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt which was the style at the time. Now, to take the fairy cost a nickel, and in those days nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, we'd say. Now, where were we? Oh yeah, the important thing was I had an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. They didn't have white ones because of the war. The only thing you could get was those big yellow ones. I wasn't counting. What is that? Like 20 ribbons? Like it just. Yeah, it
1: was a lot. It was really, really funny. <laughs> and like the, the and commitment to the like bit. It's like a
0: classy tattoo. Like it's done well.
1: <laughs> I'm, I I always appreciate a good commitment to the bit.
0: I love that you use that word too. I sent this to Richard and his answer back to me was LOL. Wow. That's some dedication. And then I sent it to this uh, random furry I know, and his exact word was, "lamau." that's some serious dedication.
1: We're all on the same page. And that's how you know it's done well.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's the perfect word to describe that. That is dedication to the bit. And frankly... That tattoo is great because it looks like a tattoo. It's a conversation piece. It's kind of funny, but it's not actually that embarrassing.
1: I thought you know that that I love that uh, that from the webcomic where he's like really right in front of my and it's like this shitty drawing of a character and he's holding something. I, mean, I think you've probably seen that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Gonna, I, I just pulled that up. I was like, I want to put my I want to put my employment logo in his hands and then just like post that on LinkedIn. I think that would be funny. Actually, I should oh. do that at work because I have a high-res version of the logo. So, we're going to table that for tomorrow when I'm really bored and I feel like <laughs> fucking around in Photoshop. <laughs> well, what now? Um, you have you have a secretly open in VR Chat to a place where we can stream legally, illegally the anything we want. And you propose to watch along, and honestly, I'm game for whatever, cause I want to relax, I want to drink, I wanna laugh.
0: That's right. That's all that said you said that all it was very true. Uh I so you for anyone that's maybe not familiar with this already, you're not like a Star Trek guy, you've never watched a Star Trek.
1: I wouldn't okay. That you're painting a bit of a broad brush there. I've definitely watched a Star Trek. I don't know okay. if I'm a Star Trek guy, but I've seen quite a bit of classic with um with Captain Kirk. I've seen some of the new movies uh, that were kind of mediocre. I've seen a bit of the uh, old uh, Next Generation with Picard. I watched an episode of the new Picard, I think, for this podcast and was like, oh, that's not the worst thing I've ever seen. And then apparently got really terrible uh, beyond what I saw. So, I, I mean, I'm familiar with Star Trek. Uh, but I'm not like a crazy fan. I've I've not seen, you know, a series from start to finish.
0: So I'm curious, uh, like you said that you've seen some of the like original stuff. Can you remember like a single plot from an episode?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I want to say yes, because I have like vivid scenes flashing through my mind. I'm just like, how how do you set that up in a I know there was one. They uh, they thought they were going crazy because they were like seeing like the plot line to Alice in Wonderland unfold. And uh, Scotty was like, I think I'm not ill fit for this mission because I just saw Alice walk by looking for the Mad Hatter. And I didn't actually I don't think I watched that whole episode, but I wanted to because it looked good. There's one where they go back in time and they're like cowboy days and they got to figure out who done it. That was cool. Um, There's the Gorgon one. Everyone knows that one from Big Bang Theory. I should be doing better at this because I've definitely the, seen quite it's funny a few. To be,
0: so the Alice in Wonderland one that you described, um, I I think that was actually from the animated series.
1: No, 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 no. I I I, I saw that uh, uh, like the first twenty minutes of that within the last probably six months. That was. Uh, Are you sure? I. Oh my god, if I'm wrong, I am going to feel
0: really stupid, but I'm I'm like 98% no, sure. I don't I, to be fair, like I love Star Trek, I don't have the original series completely memorized. Um Let's see. Shore Leave. Um 1966. No, you're right. There was, like, a live-action one. Why did they do this in the animated one also? Like, because I I have a distinct visual image of the cartoon rabbit running by McCoy, and he just sort of, like, stares because the animation limits at the time. They only had so many uh, layers for their cells, so, like, only one character could be moving at a time. (laughs) It was kind of, like, weird. So point is you're not completely foreign to it. Correct. Um, so I I'm curious. I want to show you this is the first episode of Lower Decks. Oh. Which is the satirical cartoon.
1: Yeah. That,
0: that it's more technically it's ongoing. Like I think season five comes out this year. So it has been going for roughly five years now. Okay. I want to say closer to four. I I I don't know exactly when it started, but uh yeah, th- this is the current show that's on and it very much kind of like makes light of a lot of things, but at the same time, it's like borderline canon. Like they don't necessarily like completely break uh how the world works. They just sort of play f- with certain tropes a bit. So I'm just curious how you read it because uh, the this first season I felt like they relied super heavily on like references, and I'm curious to see your take on it. Like if you found any of it entertaining or if it just like clearly references that you're not really getting fully.
1: Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's. Uh, I'm. I've. I've been meaning to watch this because you've talked about it a lot, and uh, you're my friend, and I respect you like most of the time, and so I'm, I'm glad we're doing this.
0: Yeah, I think this will be fun. Um, I do want to say, though, normally when we do a watch-along, I try to rip the audio so that there's, like, something playing kind of in the background that keeps this on topic and in sync. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of how we're watching it this time, I can't really do that. So I do apologize to anybody listening if this comes across as boring. But if you want to, you could sync it up with your DVD copy of Lower Decks. yeah uh speaking of do we want to play
1: yeah let's let's play this bash we'll, we'll, we'll probably vamp enough and talk i think we'll make this interesting
0: i think so uh let me get this ready okay we're gonna start playing here in three two one
1: tbs all access originals i kind of like that little sound logo they have actually it's really simple it's like a little guitar like oh, dun, it's classic. Dun, dun. That, that goes yeah. back
0: to when cbs first started no shit yeah. My,
1: my company got a sound logo recently, and it's actually really good, and it's cool. Oh, cool. The,
0: um, I like the ship design.
1: I like the ship design. The animation on this, like the the way it's rendered, is kind of weird.
0: I, I, yeah, There there's things about it I do and don't like. Um, I don't squanchy? like the Toon Boom... Like, (laughs) they got, like, really basic eyes where everything's a circle, but there's other things that are designed more smart.
1: Oh, I kind of like that she's making fun of him for this. Oh, I would drink Romulan whiskey. (laughs) Oh, she dropped it. Okay, definitely doing the references real fast, real hard.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I, I love, like, the characters are fun. Like you said, they're hitting the references, like, really hard, really fast here. But, like, by season three, I actually like all the characters because they've had some growth.
1: I do. I've talked about this before, I think, but the concept of, like, taking the fantastical and then reducing it down to the mundane... So it's like, yeah, the the people that run the ship but don't do anything crazy on missions. What's their data that they like? I love that a lot. I I I incorporate that a lot in my own writing. So I think I will like this just in principle because it is kind of like my jam.
0: Yeah, I, that was actually the uh, the elevator pitch for the show. Uh, the the studio like CBS went to the guy and said, "Hey." Would you want to make an animated Star Trek? Because you did really good on Rick and Morty or whatever. And the guy was like, you know, or, or like, what? what's your idea? And he was like, I want to do a show about the guys that have to clean all the, like, dry semen out of the holodeck. And they're like, you know what? J- just run with it.
1: Uh, yeah, the I will say, like, the way the ships and stuff, like the 3D stuff, it feels really detached when you see it move on a 2D background, like there, there's a certain level of uh, not cohesive, at least to this episode so far. And we're only like a minute in.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say that ever really goes away, but I do think it gets slightly better.
1: Okay. And it's a pilot, right? Like, it's not going to be
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I do like the premise though a lot. Like you said, just kind of reducing it to the mundane.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like he's like fixing a the machine,
0: right? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like when we used to play Space Station Thirteen, and I'd like to be the janitor,
0: and you're just like, no, yeah, I'm. Gonna... It, it's fun to be the janitor. But it's also really fun to be the janitor, like when there's a reactor breach and half the station blew up, because it becomes a thing of like, oh, am I supposed to be doing something? Mm-hmm. I, I, am I am I helping? There's a lot of blood here. Is this a crime scene or do I clean this? So Someone told me to clean it. Did, did they do it?
1: Also being the bartender.
0: I love how on TNG the uh, the bartender was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah.
1: That kind of thing too right there that joke like he's got a a cybernetic thing and you know the the, the little bit like oh it's messing with my humanity oh I'll fix that oh no I'm extra human now now I'm scared those little things um, with sci-fi are are, are so brilliant and it's kind of funny that that that's like a 30 second joke and we're done.
0: I like um, one of the running gags is how uh, like in Star Trek sometimes really stupid things happen. Like, I I don't know why it was written this way, where, like, a character will just ascend to Godhood for no reason. And when you're watching it at the time, it's like, wow, this is really interesting. But objectively, like, you step back and go, what was up with that? And so there was an episode in Lower Decks where this guy was, like, meditating. And he's like, I think I'm going to ascend to Godhood. And so the whole, like, B-plot was about him trying to ascend and then, like, someone else, like, got hit by a mop or something, and it, like, bonked him on the head, and then they, like, ascended through this portal in the sky, and there was, like, a constellation that formed a koala, and the koala picked him up and then teleported away. And it's like, what was that? And they just don't explain it. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay so the holodeck you can actually like touch the things it makes i always just assumed it was visual
0: no it's physical too um i want to (laughs) say it's kind of weird holodecks are like sometimes they're interesting plot devices and sometimes they're weird crutches with a lot of plot holes
1: you're right though like that would be used for so much weird porn shit You know, that's a good point. Someone had to program all that shit. Unless it was done by AI. Maybe Mid Journey powers the holodeck,
0: and that's why the penises all look a I, little weird. Oh, no, a little bit. I, I honestly, like, <laughs> there, there's episodes where someone's, like, quote unquote, programming it, and they are just like, a computer, make a table. Oh, no, no, a 19th century table. Okay, perfect.
1: It'd be interesting to be a bartender on a ship like this. Like, what the fuck? Uh, as far as how you're serving people, what you're serving people, how much you can serve people. Because you are on a spaceship. I'm guessing there's rules. Uh, the, the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm.
0: I like all the knickknacks on the shelf.
1: Yeah. I mean, she makes a point, right? They're on a spaceship. You can't fuck around. I mean, you can a little bit, but you shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Ah...
0: Oh, I like that. I like the little bags with the little badges on them.
1: I I uh so far I'm really kind of appreciating this. I feel like it's paced pretty well. I think the reference jokes it's making are also They don't feel super lazy, like, okay, the one in the first, like, minute did, when she pulled out that weapon, but some of this other stuff, I think they're doing a little more with it than, than they need to, and that's, like, there's an appreciation, right? This person who made this likes Star Trek.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, is that it's not just callbacks, it's like, you can tell it comes from a place of understanding and love.
1: Also, there are like zombie vampires now, and that's cool. See, now this is very space station 13. <laughs> mm mm, mm, mm. Like, I imagine these two are better friends as the show goes on.
0: Yeah. I, and, you know, I'm, I just finished season four. It's very interesting going back to season one and seeing how, like, they they really do uh, develop these characters pretty well. Because this really... works for a first episode, but it's yeah. like, you know, I like this series a lot. I'm just now realizing... You can see the building blocks
1: like really early on where things are going to go. And I don't think that's, that's not always a problem, right?
0: No, not really. And I mean, it's not like this is a super serious show. So when you can see where it's going, it's like, who cares?
1: Yeah. Like, a sentient cave. That's such a... Like, it's a throwaway joke, and it's such a fucking good sci-fi idea or fantasy idea. Ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, there is actually an episode in season four where they get trapped in a cave with sentient moss. Oh, yeah? And it's like... It's a funny like flashback episode where they're all like sharing cave stories um because they're just sort of like they, they have to wait half an hour until they can get beamed out and so it gets to the end and the moss overgrows and it like it pins them all against the wall and they all like uh, you know they they apologize to each other like no we're we're such good friends so you know I'm sorry I yelled at you and then the moss starts glowing it's like I love your friendship and stories about caves and they just, like, share more cave stories and hang out with the sentient moss for a while. And just sort of like, this is a funny ending.
1: I do... Uh, I do like that they had to find an idea. Like, they're just randomly kind of naked right now. It's not random, but it is... There's is a Rick and Morty-esque uh, comedy to this. In terms of... Yeah. Not, like, in terms of jokes, because it hasn't been, like, really vulgar or dark. But there is something about this that (coughs) reminds me of Rick and Morty. Like the way he's being... Yeah. (coughs) ...eaten. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, like, the amount of blood in this is very Rick and Morty-esque. It's black right now because they're zombies. know what it
0: is and it's it's also kind of like visceral the way it's splattering everywhere
1: it's possible i would like this more if i was focusing more on it versus like trying to podcast um, cause I have a lot of like positive things to say, but it also at this point feels a little rote. Like this is definitely a pilot episode.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I-, I also thought this would be an interesting one to show you because it does like introduce everything, but there's not a lot of teeth to like most of these plot points. They sort of like introduce conflict and wrap it up.
1: Yeah. But i like, I said, it's, it's a pilot. Okay, this is pretty Rick and Morty. That that guy, that was that was pretty <laughs> gnarly right there. He's still being eating, eating. <laughs> Tackle wave a light over it. He just shows up and he's like covered in spider spit and then and now everybody's being attacked by zombies. I do like that the the medic is like a cat lady
0: who sounds very grizzled. Yeah, Yeah, I love how she's tired. (laughs) It's like she is so grumpy at all times. There's nothing complicated about her character, but I mean, that's all I want out of it. (laughs)
1: Ha <laughs>
0: Uh... I like how they all laugh while walking off set.
1: Yeah. oh. Uh...
0: <laughs> oh, I think that's a cute way to reveal. Yeah, cause they don't like dwell on it the whole episode. Um I think that the dynamic of the lower decks compared to the like more important crew members is fun enough but turning it into a mother-daughter thing is very interesting too.
1: Yeah I feel like the the setup to this is really, really smart. Like, it establishes the characters really well. It establishes a lot of conflict. It, you know, setting the tone. Like, this is a really strong pilot.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And And frankly, I thought it was a really good first season.
1: And, the, like, these two is a pairing. It's, like, really textbook, a lot of what's going on. But it's handled well, and the setting is really good for it.
0: Yeah, I think so. It, it just kind of works. Everything feels, you know, thought out and balanced well.
1: This also reminds me of the, the ending of the first episode of Rick and Morty, where Rick is just going, like, Rick and Morty, 20 seasons. Rick and Morty working out a Rick Rick and Morty, and you know she's just like shouting stuff that will probably happen later
0: on in the show, and shouting lower decks. Yeah,
1: you know what though? It's that, okay. I'm not like I, Rick and Morty's good. I like Rick and Morty a lot, so not a big deal. What's interesting about watching this and then hearing some of the things like like Mandalorian and Grogu is going to be the next Star Wars movie right and i i don't know if you could pay me to give a shit about that and that's as someone who's watched every season of Mandalorian and in like two and a half of them yeah but like i it's really hard to get excited about a lot of the current star wars things going on it's like oh ahsoka is getting a season two it's like ah, ahsoka season one was okay there's things i kind of hated there's things i liked i think season two could be fine but i'm not excited for it i'll watch it when it comes out but almost like begrudgingly because it'll be on and i want to use my disney plus account and i feel like like star wars needs something like this that's fun it's different it's you know what what can you do with the the setting that hasn't been done before in the setting maybe it's been done elsewhere because obviously like this kind of story has been done before but applying it to star trek is why it's engaging
0: yeah and you know i I think when they announced this I was kind of pissy about it because it's like oh they're just not taking this serious they're making a comedy cartoon now i I don't know about that uh but really like it it does work
1: <laughs> it's frustrating because like like this works I think this is this is good and I look at Star wars and there is so much you could do. With the Star Wars universe, and I don't know why they refused to. And like Andor was an interesting exception because Andor had a very different story structure and tone than anything else in Star Wars, and it was fucking brilliant. And it's like, oh, hey, maybe we should learn something. Let's let's do that again. Like, no, what if we take we've got a Mando and Grogu movie? We make sure Grogu is in the title. (laughs) It's like, well, what if if you didn't? What if you fucking didn't? Because that's a
0: that's a selling point, right?
1: Everyone calls I him just, Baby yeah. Yoda, but sure, keep doubling down on Grogu.
0: I don't know what to make of that. I, it's it's very it's very strange. And again, like getting experimental is maybe the best thing Star Wars could do right now.
1: I want I want Star Wars to play around with genres. Like, do like a Who Done It in Star Wars could be fun, or a horror thing in Star Wars could be fun. I still keep going back to po- uh, more pod racing. I like pod racing. And that even gets you back on Tatooine, which I normally don't like.
0: But I mean, they don't even have to, though. There's other locations where pod racing takes place. That's true. Honestly, you know, imagine if they had a pod racing uh, show where it was like a drama about a racer. And you can have, you know, there's going to be other characters in the, like, pod racing league that are recurring characters. So it sets up, like, rivalries and stuff. Um, you have to travel between locations and stuff, so there's room to, like, crash land on a planet for an episode or yeah. whatever. Like, you could actually do different kinds of episodes and different kinds of premises within that uh, setting with a focus on those characters. Like imagine the scrappy pilot and the mechanic and a goofy droid character and their, their grumpy manager, but also the granite, the, the manager is like the, the mechanics aunt or something like there's your cast.
1: I also, I want, I want Vin Diesel to show up at least as a cameo in the Pod Racer show. I want, I want like the Fast and the Furious <laughs> cameo. Like that'd be really funny. <laughs> uh what else could we do with Star Trek? Like is there is there something out of Star Trek you would want that they haven't done before?
0: So you know what's funny is whenever uh the topic comes up One of the most recurring subjects is, like, what about Starfleet Academy? Like, what if there was a series that took place focusing on younger people, like, trying to get into Starfleet?
1: Okay. Harry Potter, but it's Star Trek and not written by J.K. Rowling. Uh, Sort of.
0: I mean, it's, like, it's college. But it's still, like, you know. And I feel like that comes up a lot. But personally, I'm not actually that interested in it. I don't think that's what I want. I would almost want something that maybe focuses on non-humans. Like, what if it was, like, a Klingon show? That'd be kind of cool. Because I feel like Worf warranted a spinoff. Like, he could have, you know, there could have been Star Trek Worf Chronicles, and I would have watched that. Sure. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the best idea, but I feel like I wouldn't object to it right off the bat.
1: I think this was a comic a while back, an image, but the idea of like a whodunit on a spaceship. And so there's a murder on a on a Star Trek uh, fleet ship and you have like the Star Trek version of Columbo solving the murder over the course of, you know, 10 episodes. I think that could be fun, especially if the ship is still trying to do like its mission because maybe there's like a very great uh, time or monetary importance to it. So they can't like stop. And so they have to like bring on a private detective. I swear to fucking God that was a comic book. Like four years ago. And I don't remember what it was called. But I think I think there's something kind of clever it. there. You know, you, you can make I know, that work.
0: Like IDW did like some weird Star Trek comics recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. They do own that IP for comics, don't they?
0: Uh, I there, there was a panel I saw or a page where I, I thought it was the cringiest thing I've ever seen and then I found out it was from an IDW book and it's like boy you couldn't pay me to read these mm. but it was multiple like main characters from different series and they were all playing Dungeons and Dragons together oh no yeah <laughs> it was a little it was a little forced um and it just fell out of character for literally everyone at the table.
1: Yeah, the only way that works is if it gets like really dirty really fast and it's a joke. Um IDW doesn't really do that. They actually I think cuz they have like the Rick and Morty comics but they basically PG-13 them and censor some of the bad words to the point where they're really not worth reading. And then like their their Transformers stuff is really good. I think Daniel Aaron Johnson did a Transformers comic for them. I really need to read that because he's awesome. Their, their MLP stuff was good. Um, they did like a kind of like quasi black label thing, which I believe uh, DC did for a bit. But they had more mature, darker things. And some of the comics that came out were really good, but the sales weren't there. So it got stopped, which is a huge shame. I- IDW is so weird. I think they did like Gears of War, but then they made those like PG
0: I I don't know. I'm I'm totally out of the loop on comic stuff. I used to try and follow it, but I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, uh I couldn't keep up.
1: I I follow I still follow Image, and there's really good stuff coming out for Image, and I'm told now and then, "Oh, you missed a really cool thing from so and so," or uh apparently in the Teen Titans thing right now. I guess it's the Titans, is the Adult Titans. Uh, Beast Boy DNA infected everybody And like they're all furries now And like how dare you try to get me To read a Titans comic you bastards
0: But also (laughs) Nightwing
1: is a sexy wolf The fucking oh god did I show you That image No Okay Uh, whoever drew let me scroll up and see if I can find this real quick Whoever drew this uh, Cover Definitely has drawn furry porn on DeviantArt
0: Uh, Yeah there's a quality to that huh that that's not an animal superhero. That's a persona.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, I kind of, I kind of want to see what the fuck that's about. Because depending on who's writing it, it might actually be good. Uh, depending on who's writing it, it might also be garbage. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, going back to your comment earlier with the uh, lower decks, you can kind of tell that. Whoever's writing this does actually care, <laughs> and I think, I think that was the difference between uh, this and Picard.
1: Oh yeah, this this four panel is kind of bad. I feel like the the, the idea of Star Trek characters playing D anD D could be inherently funny, but if you do it like completely straight, uh, it's not. Like they're already it's sci-fi and fantasy. They're already doing a sci-fi like just having them do fantasy and not be interesting about it is such a waste of that idea.
0: Um here I want you to watch this clip here.
1: Star Trek friendly. What what is this? Oh, here we go. Lord X season two episode, or season three episode two. Ugh.
0: The blood of my enemies is forever immortalized on my tog. I can still taste their final panicked screams. My death will be ecstasy, a glorious end that will take me straight to Stovakor. I have honored my house, but
1: will you?
0: How many soldiers of the Klingon Empire will be proving their to doge? Four! I heard four. And so begins the greatest adventure of your lives. <laughs> you will all die on this quest, but will you do it with honor? <laughs> honor! Come
1: on, natural 20! Kapla!
0: Oh my god! Are they actually but playing D and D, but it's Klingons? Yeah, but it's like cute. Yeah, and they're having fun. It's like the polar opposite of this weird comic panel that's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I can barely recognize these characters, even though I know who they're supposed to be. I I don't know. I, yeah. Writing's hard. I don't want to pretend that I can do better. But also, when I see the worst stuff ever, it's like, oh, wait, I can do better than that.
1: Writing is hard, and there are a lot of times where I go, oh, but I can do better than that. And I feel like that's one of the things that keeps me going. <laughs> and that in, like, the... Uh, being finding out that you're like if you're stubborn about a thing, uh, that you can do, like in my case, if I'm writing something, I usually work on it every day for like an hour until it's done. And it's like if I could be stubborn about that, I should be able to be that stubborn about other stuff. I have it. I I, I have the capability, right, of 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 creating, uh. A routine. And, mm-hmm. and, and taking that knowledge, I, I I kind of figured that out recently. I was like, if I can write every day for 100 days, why can't I do something else that most people would find way easier? Get up 20 minutes early and jump on the exercise bike, which I've been doing since the start of 2024. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, like. I, I, I don't like the the New Year's resolution thing that much, but I did basically start one. it's like you know what I want to try and work out uh, weekdays just 20 minutes. So you know push-ups, curls, like really simple things that I can do at home with some like lightweights um stretches because like I my joints get really tight sometimes and it's like, oh yeah, if you stretch that that fixes that shit just do that. Uh, exercise bike. I bought one ages ago. I never use it. Like, let's let's get some. Let's put some miles on the exercise bike. And so yeah, I'm on like week two. Uh, not super far in, but I have been doing it. Even like when it sucks, like when I got up this morning and had to clean up cat puke and then cat pee, and it's like okay, well, now that that's done, I guess I will jump on the exercise bike. And that's probably one of the reasons why I was very tired and ordinary today. Um, so I'm keeping up with it though, and I'm finding that relating it to other things i do oh i'm working on an ep i'm going to record vocals every day until it's done well not every day but you know within a a certain time period i like to take resting breaks so i don't hurt myself if i can do that i can jump on a goddamn exercise bike for 20 minutes and it seems to be working
0: that's good keep it up hold on to that
1: Uh we are at fifty-four minutes. I don't know oh. if we want to start wrapping up. If we got more stuff to talk about, I mean I'm definitely game two. Uh,
0: no, I mean we, we can wrap up. I, I uh I hope you had fun. It did seem like you enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. Um I said I've been meaning to watch this or at least try it. So I'm glad we we finally sat down and did that. Uh I, I could see myself watching this and enjoying it. I don't know where it's sh- it's on Paramount or something, right? Like it's or CBS, I guess that's still around
0: I yeah I I want to say right now it's only on Paramount but um that might change or maybe like the earlier seasons will be available somewhere else but also I mean I did show you how to find it quote unquote reasonably yeah I don't have any issues of uh jumping into VR
1: chat going to a a movie world to, to watch things. Uh, the quality's not going to be as there, right? Like the, the ambiance of being here A little different I got a, a white circle in the middle of my screen To mark my, my mouse But For like a TV show no, no big deal Yeah, who cares How did you find this? How does this world work?
0: I will show you later Okay
1: I, I had another <laughs> one bookmarked But I think it got
0: closed Yeah, that's why I don't want to say too much on the air, because it's like, it's weird.
1: Also, like, the skyline
0: of this world is fucking sick. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a very popular world, and it, frankly, VRChat left it up and running for a very, very long time.
1: I like this. I could, like, this could be a cool desktop wallpaper. I'd have to, like, zoom in a little bit. There we go. Print screen. I'm going to save this. This looks neat. Hell yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm pretty sure this is
0: like just a real, really low poly (laughs) version of like New York. (laughs) But I mean, but it's nice looking, so nothing wrong with enjoying it. Yeah.
1: It's the little things, you know? Um can I talk about should I, should I go first I have things that may be glad and I have things that I don't know it's been a, it's been a really weird week I, I played Hellblade blade sinuous sacrifice to completion over the last two weeks have you ever played that game
0: uh there we go sorry I accidentally muted myself but no I didn't um it's really interesting I I, I don't
1: it's kind of funny. It's like it's my glad space. I don't recommend it, but there's really good stuff in there that I appreciate a lot. The um the audio visual aspect to it, like that game's pretty old, but it looks gorgeous and the way it handles the the audio, especially because your uh, Sinu has got like schizophrenia or or she hears she hears things that aren't there, and the way you're like playing this game, you got you hear these voices almost constantly. They're whispering things to you sometimes they tell you things that aren't true and sometimes they tell you things that are true and the way that affects like combat is really cool because you're fighting somebody and they hit you and all of a sudden they're like criticizing you're like oh my god you're gonna die i can't believe you're gonna die and they'll tell you to like dodge maybe and maybe you should and sometimes you shouldn't though sometimes you should parry or you should attack and it, it it makes encounters tense in a way that very few games i've played like managed to achieve like are they the most tense encounters ever? No, but there's a, a quality to them that I haven't seen before that I, I really appreciate from like a game design standpoint. It's really cool. Uh, And I, I, I don't know, I guess like we've sometimes we talk about games and I, I really appreciated certain things that this game did. I think ultimately it's not one I would play again. It's hard for me to recommend it as a game. There's a lot of stuff I did not like. But the stuff I did like was like, really exceptional. Uh, I really appreciate the craft that went into that. Like there were some interesting ideas. And I don't know, like I, sometimes like you watch like all the games that are coming out and there's so much shit that it's so hard to care about. And then you see something that is actually really unique. And it it's special, like it's like, oh, yeah, no, we can make like pretty big budget good things that are weird.
0: I, I wish things would be a little more experimental. I, you know, like you were talking about uh, with lower decks being interesting and maybe not what you expected. I was watching a video about Starfield being bad. But specifically, they were pointing out how Starfield has a list of selling points that you can put on the back of a box. But the stuff that people actually like seemed to be an afterthought. Or lower priority, and it's like this studio should know better than that, right?
1: <laughs> You'd think they've been around a while.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I I guess that kind of brings me to my glad space. Is uh, I've been doing another playthrough of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Hell yeah! I don't remember. Did I talk about this on the show already?
1: Ah, uh, your playthrough again, number uh, number two. No, this is I think news to me.
0: Um, I haven't played since the major, like, they did a big 2.0 patch, and they came out with DLC, and I I never got around to it, so I'm kind of doing that stuff now, but this last week, it's been, like, the highlight of my my free time, is just kind of getting lost in that world again. I just, I really love Cyberpunk as a setting. Hell yeah. I'm doing a very different build. I, my first time... I leaned really heavily into melee weapons because I like swords, but also I like that thing where like that swords come out of your arms. So you have sword arms like Baraka. And it's like, I don't know that they're actually better than just using a real sword, but they look cool and techy. So this time I'm doing a totally different thing. I'm trying to focus on um, machine guns and like, specifically like high-tech stuff, like, you know, auto locking on bullets and hacks that make the bullets lock on better and crowd control stuff. And it's just very interesting how different the playthrough feels. Just because like the way I assess every convert or like every every uh combat encounter, every situation, it's like I don't have to think about how do I sneak through and fight these people in melee one-on-one. It's like, oh, how do I set up traps and set up, like, uh, kill zones that I can take advantage of, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that I'm making time to play it again.
1: Hell yeah. At some point, um, I'll probably wait till we finish the current season of Attack on Titan, which I'm hoping is the last one. It says the final season. Uh, but I do want to continue talking about because uh, I'm continuing on with that, right? I know I've talked about this twice, little yeah. bits. Um, I'm still really enjoying that show. Uh, I'm really curious politically because I it has like this like thing about it, and I think there's like one or two major video like YouTube essays that are like the really shitty politics of Attack on Titan, which I haven't seen, but I also don't know if they're like specific to the manga, which I have not read and won't because I don't care. Uh, to the author who's talking about things outside of his work or if they're actually somewhere at the end of the anime some kind of like there's this weird I don't know what to expect because I've heard things but so far none of them have really been true but that's based off the version I've been watching yeah
0: I mean I I can't speak to attack on Titan but I'm very tired of these uh like YouTube essays about topics where <laughs> it, I'm not sure that they understand what they're talking about, but they somehow talk about it for two hours. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of, uh, even like Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek has always had these little like political statements in it, but it's never like, and that's why you should vote for Bill Clinton. Right. It's more like, this is why you should uh, help others when they need help. And in a general sense, it's about like a humanity statement. But then you'll find a video essay about like, well, that time that a uh, woke Picard said we should uh, we, uh, we should dismantle Israel, and then he is like, well, I don't remember that. You watch the video, and it's like I don't know what point he's connecting. Yeah, like what? Epi- it's like he it's like he watched CNN and then immediately like paused CNN, went to Star Trek, and then went back to CNN. And thought it was all one program. I know. And I'm confused.
1: Like, there have been times... <laughs> when I remember when I was watching uh, My Little Pony. And there was new episodes. And it's like, you know it would be funny? To, is to do, like, a YouTube channel and be, like... Fi- like, making up political statements for the episodes. Because you could... You know, if you if you know enough about, like, rhetoric... And you've read enough books... You can kind of bullshit stuff, right? Like, oh, this is why... Princess Celestia is actually uh, pro-socialism, or communism, or technically she's a monarch, so you could go the other way, and and just basically bullshit something for like 10 minutes an episode. And, I I mean, I'm glad I never did that, uh, because that would have been a waste of time, but...
0: I feel like there's room for jokes, like a video essay entitled The Rape Fueled Autocracy of Equestria. But it's also like you think about the <laughs> the amount of effort and energy that it would take to make that joke come together, and it's like, is it that funny? Does it justify this?
1: Right, right, right. Um, I know with like Attack on Titan, uh I don't know if you followed any of this like, H Bomber guy put out like a four-hour video on plagiarism. Uh, that I've been watching while I work out. And the main thrust of it is there was a a YouTuber named James Somerton who plagiarized almost everything he put out. And the stuff he didn't plagiarize, he didn't understand. And he put out like an hour and a half video on like the problematic politics of Attack on Titan, which is no longer up, I think, because plagiarism. And it's like, oh, is this where this stemmed from? Was it like this guy reading blog posts that he didn't understand about a show he's never watched and just like stitching together? This really weird uh, video essay that didn't make any sense. And that's why, like, there's a mainstream amount of people who are like, you shouldn't watch that show. It's pro-fascism because it's fucking not. And then if we get to this point, like, why? Why why is this a thing? I hate that I had to say that sentence. It's so stupid.
0: Yeah, no, it's frustrating that you have to say anything at all.
1: And yeah, I don't know. I am enjoying the show though. I'm I'm hoping I end up watching some tonight cuz obviously Joe and I are doing that and it's uh it's going to some fucking wild places and it's largely like to me about hey, here's how you breed terrorists as you be really shitty and you attack people and do terror attacks and then that begets more terrorism. Like that's to me like the political thrust of this show. <laughs> is terrorism is bad. Just, you know, I think we could all agree on. I guess, unless you're in the Warhammer 40K universe, in which case, that's some heresy. We
0: we we're gonna have a conversation, man. That you know, the best part about Warhammer is how. Uh, everyone that likes Warhammer is a fascist, and they all endorse it politically, and that's a that's a rule. Before you go in the store, you have to like fascism, literally. Yeah,
1: you gotta sign your name on a board. You,
0: so you can just assume it about everyone that plays it.
1: I signed my name Chadwick with three Ks because I was like, yeah, we're really doubling down. Then I could buy the, the nice Vallejo paints.
0: I, I, I pay uh fourteen eighty-eight for each bottle of paint. <laughs> they, they don't cost that much, but I say round it up, please. And they they know they know the deal. Okay. They know what I mean.
1: I think we just oh fine. I really clipped the mic there. I think we just ended on two really good jokes. I, I would have appreciated a bit of a laugh for mine, you know, you know, reciprocate here, but I, I am happy with how we're ending this episode.
0: I'm I'm not sure I am anymore. Good night, everyone. Oh I'm sorry.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: Yay. <laughs>